Unplug into the Agora's nexus We need the whole community connected We're the alternative collective Self-sufficient and effective Jaguar's Nexus podcast. Uh, just me today and uh, decentralized. I've, how many times have I had you on? Like four, five times? Or this whatever? is the fourth time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of our like, <laughs> yeah, one of our most common uh, guests. He's he's pretty awesome. He's pretty well versed in the crypto space. Uh, super knowledgeable. I love having him on. Uh, one of my favorite Twitter accounts to follow. Um, if uh, if you guys want to follow him, I think he's like a just decentralized with with Z, and um, and yeah, man. Uh, but before we get into it, real fast, we do have a sponsor, PreSearch, uh, decentralized search engine. Get crypto as you search. Keyword stake. So you know, if I want to keyword stake, you know, if I've got like a, I don't know, if I've got like a a wood company or whatever, right? And like I put table or chair or wood. Or whatever, and somebody types that into pre-search. Um, my ad will be at the top from the if I'm the biggest bidder on that on that word on that keyword, and uh, and yeah, it's super important being on that first page, being up top there because like I think it's ninety five percent of all searches, ninety eight percent of all searches don't go past page two, and um, and, and pre-search it's, it's definitely it's a private search engine, and. Uh, and yeah, we definitely believe in the project. So uh, at least check them out. If you guys want to help support us, you'll get 25 pre too if you use our link. We'll have that in the description below. Um, and then, uh, you know, if you guys want to keep up with us, sign up for our newsletter. With that said, how you doing, man? It's pretty good having you on. I'm doing good. Surviving the bear, you know, enjoying the bear, doing my best to, to get to the next cycle. <laughs> Yeah, try to acquire some and shit. What what is the overall crypto market look like right now? And I mean, just in your your opinion. So I think it's it's been a long it's been a long ride for the last you know year and a half two years. But I, honestly, it feels to me pretty pretty bullish. Obviously, we're at we're at some sort of chop bottom zone. But I'm for the most part like I'm I'm in accumulation mode. I'm trying to find all the best the next best thing for next year. I'm trying to, you know, renegotiate what I put my money in at the end of the year last year, see what if there's better places to allocate that money. Um, just kind of doing as much research as I can or pre-search. Um, and then uh, for the most part, I mean, like, there's nobody's going to be able to tell you when it's going to be bullish for sure. Right. But at the end of the day, at least it can't get much more bearish. So that's pretty bullish in, in, in general, especially when you when you factor in like all the FTX and the, and the BlockFi and all those black swans that happened at once. Generally speaking, when you get a bunch of black swan events out of uh, right, it forces a bottom so quickly. So the market's forced to return after that. You know what I mean? Like so, we I would say within twelve months we're back to a Super Bowl. That's kind of where I'm sitting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think you're 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 probably going to be right on this one. I mean, um, uh, yeah, lots of black swan events, and um, we're we're looking pretty close to the bottom here in a, a month or two, right? I mean. 
my I mean, even NFTs are down 90, like the blue chip NFTs are even down 90, 95%. So like when, when <laughs> everything's down 99%, 95%, 99%, I mean, yeah, you can go down to another 99%. Everyone knows that. But at the same time, mm -hmm. it's a pretty good indicator of how far we've fallen in general. And, and most, most uh, bear markets are a 90% drop. I think everyone, everyone's aware of that too. But at the same time, it's just like, which assets are important to watch and which, which value is fake and which value is real. So I think overall is always a good indicator. Overall percentages is always a good indicator for me is in terms of like how, you know, like we time-wise, money-wise, market cap numbers, all that stuff doesn't really matter as much as we had a peak. We had a 90% drop. Maybe we'll have another 5, 10, 99% drop, whatever. But it's a good time to say, okay, the likeliness of us going back up is getting better and better. Yeah. And then, and then just like, uh, you know, average buy-in, right? Like, um, yep, for sure. Like my dad, even my dad, my dad doesn't do crypto. I've been telling my dad about crypto for 10 years. He finally got in crypto right when ETH hit $900. He was asking like, yeah, maybe I should put this money I have in the bank in the, in the crypto. And I said, yeah, just put it all into ETH at 900, you know, like it was that simple that he was like, okay. Like most of the time he would have been like, no, that's, I don't know. You know, what if it goes up? What if it goes down? Like all scared about it, you know? But these days, people are just like, okay, they're getting used to the market. They're starting to get the cycles. So, I mean, they're going to get faster. The cycles are just going to, like, happen. And they're going to be more obvious to the people that have been around. So, it's just kind of how it usually goes. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. People that are on their third bear market, they're having a good time. I guarantee it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my... Okay, uh, this is my... Third bear market and second bull. So yeah, yeah, I've had, I've had some experiences with it. For like sure. even on the bad days, you're chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking or trying to, you know, trying to get by. But uh, dude, so how important is it to like, with this whole? And I, I definitely want to get into the FTX thing because, you know, it's super important to, of course, like hold your own crypto, right? And I think the the whole point behind crypto was to, to basically like be your own bank. Right. So like, right. I just, I never understood like why, why I would want or why somebody else would want to put, to keep their crypto on, on an exchange, you know? I feel like they just haven't learned their lesson or maybe they fell for some sort of professional narrative. Um, at the end of the day, I, it always boils down to that because like my thing lately with this whole FTX scam is like, yeah, you shouldn't laugh at the people that lost money or you shouldn't, you know, use them as like a joke. But at the end of the day, they should have known better. It's not I told you so. It's why didn't you know better? Like, that's the question people should be asking people because there was all the signs like, yeah, people are going to say, well, yeah, looking back in hindsight, there was a lot of red flags. It's like, yeah. And a lot of us saw those red flags. You guys just wanted to act all high and mighty. Like, you know, you knew how the game worked and now you're learning how there's new rules to the game you weren't aware of. And I think the faster we can just educate people on like the reason you don't want a crypto bank is because it's a, it's like an abomination. There never should be a thing as a crypto bank. Obviously there will be, but it's an abomination of crypto. It's not mm -hmm. what crypto was meant to be. It's not even, it's not even crypto. It's just using crypto to, you know, build a Ponzi scheme traditionally, which falls apart because they don't have the support of the legal system, which supports these Ponzi schemes. So if you're using a, a traditional Ponzi scheme design, like most banks do, you know, you, you take in some money, you, you lend out 90% of it, clearly that's never sustainable, right? Everyone knows basic math, mm -hmm. that's not sustainable. But in crypto, 
people forget. They think, okay, well, these guys can print money off of vaporous tokens. They should be fine. They should they should never run out of money, right? Well, the bigger the gamble, the bigger the fall, the faster the fall. So it doesn't matter how many billions of dollars you have. If you're just gambling it all the time, it's still going to disappear overnight every single time. So I just think the faster that, like, I'm, 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 like I said, I, I started my YouTube channel up again, like, uh, just because I, I wanted to put a video out about YouTube, about FTX. And my, my whole point of it was, I'm glad FTX fell apart. Like people should all, everyone should be rejoicing that this, this Ponzi scheme fell apart. Yeah. Bad, we need to have bad more businesses examples. should fail. Exactly. Exactly. We should have more examples to prove to people because they clearly didn't get it the first 25 fucking times. It's yeah. Happened. Mount Gox. I mean, yeah. Know, they, they keep falling Luna. for it. And then you bring all the new people in and you don't teach them these lessons. Hey, if you got to if you got to pay the tuition to learn the education, that's on that's on you. You want to pay tuition, you keep paying tuition. I'm done paying tuition. I will never use an exchange again. I never signed up for FTX. The last exchange I used was Binance until they destroyed my account. You know, I mean like yeah, I'll use Coinbase to put some money in my account to pay my rent. That's it. And I know never keep any money on Coinbase. I know every single coin i own is either stored on my metamask one of my 20 addresses whatever it's in a hardware wallet it's it's in a hot wallet there's no funds i have like even bitrix emails me these days hey you still have uh 15 20 whatever worth of coins from five years ago do you want to log in no i don't want to log in bitrix stop emailing me like exchanges are not should not be part of the workflow it's just mm -hmm. people are lazy people want to get you know they want to get all the gains and have no risk and that's not how this works. Like you got to have, you got to take the gains that comes with the risk and the risk is going to be learning how to manage your own money and, and like learning who to avoid learning what, like, like the same people with the BlockFi thing. You're, you want me to feel bad for you because you didn't understand the concept that that's not as you shouldn't give your money to someone that is providing an unsustainable business model. That is like, obviously you wanted to learn that lesson the hard way. Who am I to tell you not to, obviously. But at the same time, don't come crying to the rest of us. Don't come crying. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo, we need regulators because I'm stupid. Because that's what it boils down to. And it's it's like, the faster we get past that, the less the less we're going to have to deal with these boomers telling us well, we need to regulate for safety. We got to save the kids, all these lies these guys use. Because all they're really trying to do is carve out a piece of the pie for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, like everyone knew, everyone knew Sam was a Fed, right? I mean, like, do we does that is that something people don't still consider a fact? This guy was a Fed. This guy would be in jail right now. Otherwise, he is a full blown state backed. Like this is CIA admitted years ago to us they were in in Bitcoin, right? What kind of things would the CIA do if they were in Bitcoin? They would create white flag attack situations like this, create businesses that look too big, too good to fail, and then rug them. That's literally CIA playbook 101. They have unlimited black money to do with this kind of stuff with. What would you what do you do with money? You spend it, you invest it, you buy people off. You make sure people mm -hmm. don't go to jail for doing what you told them. That's all you can do with money. It's not like they're gonna go start killing people or anything like that. They're just gonna try to control the narratives, the products you use, and they're gonna try to guide you into the the slate, like the slaughter. Like you're you're still a pig when you're playing by the the farm rules. Now so people do, just do you think remember they that. Did do you think they did kill that that guy? Um, oh man, he was the uh, oh the founder of uh, one of the founders of Maker uh, Dow or something. Maker yeah. Dow, yeah. I mean, probably, dude. We we know how it happened with 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 Perpescu. Uh, we know how it happened with uh, with John McAfee. Like, there's plenty of people out there that you start saying some stuff, 
some very dangerous people don't want you to be saying clearly there's a risk involved there, especially when you're calling out a very specific group in a very specific place, they got to shut you up quickly. So I stay away from a lot of those like uh, very dangerous groups of people with my opinions. Clearly I say a lot of stupid things on the internet, but at the end of the day, like <laughs> I know my line of people that I'm willing to engage with, you know? Uh -huh, um, yeah. Because I, I don't want to deal with the people, the crazies that want to like show up at your house talking about you pissed me off. <laughs> they, yeah, they go exactly, be do that exactly. someone else. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, can you give us a brief summary of what happened with the uh, with the whole FTX thing? Just just so yeah. our audience uh, knows. So so yeah, I mean, uh, from from uh, it, it, I guess it really depends on how you frame it, on where you start the story, right? So um, from my opinion, uh, FTX from the get go was a a setup to you know make crypto look bad situation because the way that they got popular, if you guys have ever seen anything about FTX back in the day, was their new hot shot young Jane Street trader group that all quit Jane Street together. They have all these big connections to big trading companies and they wanted to create a, their own exchange. And then the first thing Sam does basically is get popular based on dissecting all crypto trades by, by identifying how they fake trades, how they um, sort of like, you know, how every single trade type looks. Cause not every trade is the same. Some trades are fake. Some trades are not real. Like they're, they're, not actually going through the books. Some trades are just bots automatically doing it every second. Some trades are the same $500 for three days straight and it looks like 20 grand. Um, it just, that there's lots of different makeups of a trade. So Sam got on the scene dissecting how those things worked, which means he wanted to fully understand how all the scam trading worked. Okay, get that, step one. He wanted to be the good guy, the savior. And then he starts pulling the whole, I'm gonna donate all my money to the billions I get. By the way, this kid, this guy is the son of two very well-connected uh, lawyers and politicians. Like he, he, his mom worked for super PACs that funded Hillary Clinton and stuff like that. None of that's as important as the, the concept that all of these people are protecting him, right? So he he has this exchange. It becomes basically one of the biggest players in the industry. By the way, CZ invested in his exchange a long time ago as a way to. Uh, check him like he knew this guy was going to be at risk you know long term so when you're an investor the way you play play chess is with money you, you're going to put money in these guys's businesses early on to get a percentage of control over them and then what happened is uh a couple weeks ago cz got word that well maybe this has been brewing for a while obviously behind the scenes sam was lobbying to put a uh, bill into place uh that was very pro fdx it was very um it wanted to basically say like all DeFi was needed to be regulated in this, that, or way. And it, it was very favorable to a US based exchange, right? So CZ got mad, among other things. CZ got mad about this. CZ wanted to now play chess with his wallet. He says publicly, I'm going to dump $2 billion worth of FTT because of various reasons, <laughs> which obviously starts a bank run. Clearly, you can't say you're going to dump a 30% of the supply on the market and not have everyone freak out. Uh, I don't know how that with 30s for the supply, but let's just call it a very large percentage of the supply. Um, so two billion, there's no liquidity for $2 billion, by the way. So then that people started looking into that. Well, they already did a couple weeks ago, I guess, but the people now publicly start looking into it and they start realizing, man, FTX is sitting on $8 billion worth of FTT, which is their, it's one of their vaporous scam tokens, right? It's just the, the one that backs their exchange or something like that. And uh, essentially, People started putting the two and two together that this was going to cause a massive bank run and probably create insolvency issues for um, FTX and SAM. 
Okay, well, then it starts to get real crazy where people are um, basically realizing that these guys don't have all the money they say they have. And then it gets even worse where they say, okay, Alameda Research, which is another subsidiary of, of, FT, of, of Sam, FTX is a separate company from Alameda, but they very co very much commingled. Same employees, same money, uh, even though they say they didn't. Um, so all of a sudden, we comes to find out uh, that Caroline, co-CEO, probably some other people involved, there's like actually six, there's a really good video on YouTube about this from, I think, Altcoin Daily or someone like that. But they go into the all the people that aren't public right now, all the Gary Wangs and the and the like the CTO, the C, CFO, all these people that aren't public names. Those people are very important. Those people came from Ultimate Bed and so on and so on, right? So they're very scammy individuals. Uh, but Sam's the one we're talking about. Caroline's the one we're talking about. For the most part, that's the one everyone's referring to. Um, and then you have like uh, the other co-CEO who quit like a month and a half, two months ago, went on his yacht, right? Um, that's uh, Trabuco, Sam Trabuco. But anyways, point is, is uh, people come to find out that Alameda Research had been taking loans from FTX. And these loans came in the format of customer funds. And they were making bets with the customer funds. So now it maybe this is what CZ knew. Maybe CZ knew this, right? So now it comes to mind that, okay, these guys can't even pay the customers back. So they start bankruptcy proceedings, all these people freaking out, trying to, you know, see what's going on. And then uh, FTX starts getting hacked overnight. This is all happening in like one day, two day span, you know. Um, this guy's uh, tweeting like really schizo, like letter, like one letter at a time. He's just being sus, right? It's clearly he hacked himself. Clearly there's, oh, and by the way, there was a backdoor and God mode built into FTX. Yeah, God mode. You can't lose, yet you still lose $10 billion. Uh, you also have a back door and you still get hacked. Like, I mean, just come on. Um, and then it, and then there's all these like rumors, like, you know, um, he's not in jail still, by the way. He's still running around in the Bahamas, you know, doing whatever the hell. They own like half the island at this point, how much money they Did donated locally. Didn't he get paid as a speaker to speak with like Janet Yellen? Uh, yeah, and yep, 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 that, that did happen. Yeah, and then, and then all these people start writing New York Times, uh, I don't remember which paper specifically. They're writing fluff articles on this guy now. Like, oh, poor, poor, poor Sam. Poor guy lost his $10 billion. Poor guy wanted to donate it. Oh, man, he was going to be the next king of kings of of, of, of philanthropy, uh, blah, 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 all this crap, right? Um, this guy just scammed, scammed $10 billion. You put people away for 10 years for smoking a joint, and you guys are sitting here rubbing this guy's nuts in everyone's face? What is going on? So, and then you got people like uh, uh, Mr. Wonderful, I forget his name right now, whatever his real name is, uh, the Shark Tank guy, um, backing this guy publicly, still talking about, oh, he's, it's not his fault, this, that, the other. He's a paid spokesman for FTX, mind you. These guys, okay, it's, it's, it's really starting to look, if you take, if you give me another half an hour, I couldn't explain to you all the weird, crazy stuff that happened during this okay so people just got to look up one of the videos where it's like a deep dive on the FTX situation but essentially it's really starting to look oh there's some pedophilia stuff involved too it's really weird it's really weird like his logo on his company looks like the logo for a boy lover and it's like and then like i just ah, if you if you asked me on the street by ftx i'd probably tell you it was a pedophile ring operation to launder money you know what i mean like that would that's my my degenerate opinion on the subject, obviously. It's just because of the fact that all these people are protecting him. Congressmen are trying to get in the way of the SEC for this guy. Like, it just doesn't make sense. He's sitting in front of Congress telling them how to regulate cryptocurrency, and he can't even tie his own shoes. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, 
people like I just it seems really fishy, dude. It seems like he was a ploy. He was someone that was a plant for the industry to kind of like try to get behind him and then make him a pariah for a legal situation. Because the only way to really stop crypto temporarily, you can't stop crypto, right? Government, I think they're smart enough in some aspect to understand what they're wrestling with. And I think they know it's a it's a 15, 20 year war. You know, they're not going to just outlaw anything. They need to assassinate the character of cryptocurrency. They need to put projects inside cryptocurrency to make us all look like scammers. Like every two years, they have to put a new one up. You know, like there's a reason that we got hit with the Luna and the FTX and all this stuff at once. Like this was a coordinated operation to make cryptocurrency look bad. Like at the right time with the right amount of money, bigger than Lehman Brothers, this, that, the other you know, headlines everywhere, right? Um, and then they want to blame cryptocurrency. They don't even want to be honest about it. They want to blame the technology for the stuff these these criminals are doing. And it's just like there's an agenda, clearly, to, to undermine and subvert the point of cryptocurrency. Obviously, they don't want the U.S. dollar to become a secondary class asset right they want it to be the standard for the rest of the world always that's why they go blunt like blow countries up if they get off the dollar standard right mm-hmm. um so at the end of the day if people are naive enough to believe they're not actively undermining this stuff on a 24-hour basis then hey that's not a conversation worth having right but if people are smart enough to understand that there are groups with motives and those motives include lots of money um they'll do anything they will drown people they will kill billion Bitcoin billionaires that you don't know about. They, you know, people that are too cocky to be safe. They will try to go after a John McAfee type. They, you know, people that are talking, that speaking the message. They will cancel an Andrew Tate. Like, don't get me wrong, the guy's kind of annoying. He talks too much, but they're canceling the guy for no reason because he's trying to stand up for, for a certain mindset they don't approve of. You know, um, you know, they'll start like. Everyone knows Elon can be bad, but they'll start a like, character assassinating Elon because he's trying to fix Twitter or whatever, right? Like just it's just all types of narratives in the world, right? So for people, people just need to to comprehend the fact that there is a war for cryptocurrency going on, and it's been going on for a long time. It's just that ninety percent of the people, maybe ninety eight percent of them, aren't aware of it and they're not paying attention. They're too they're sucked into the casino side of the of the cryptocurrency stuff. So like this is definitely a, a eye opener, I think, for a lot of people in the war mindset, but um the reason that they would pump uh, you know the cryptocurrency use case uh for gambling and all that stuff is is like that's the easiest way to make us look bad they're gonna if you if you get everyone promising vaporous tokens you get everyone wanting to buy the next you know poo poo inu every day like clearly we're not gonna make any progress that way clearly so obviously they wouldn't want that that be the case right they wouldn't want us to be out here you know, hardening the, the hardware we're using. They don't want us to be out here, you know, adding our own cell phone networks for rentals on a mesh net so that people don't have to use monopolies of, of, of industry, right? Like there's so many different things that we could be focused on, but instead we're focused on gambling every day, all day long. Like, come on, you can't tell me that's not part of the coordinated attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of the fluff pieces, man, uh, the Wall Street Journal put in, this one headline, it was like FTX's collapse wiped out uh, founders' philanthrop- philanthropic aims. Yep, that, that, that like, was the one, one of them. <laughs> like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then also, I forget, I forget who, but but they like they crossed out collapse and put fraud there, and then 
Founders yep. philanthropic aims to cross that out and put customers' money or whatever. And you know, yeah, there's so many there's so many weird things about that story though that you could like dip deep dive into. Like they were there was a bunch of stuff about them being on a bunch of meth. So basically, these guys and this is a fact at this point. They uh, all lived in a, a they were ten roommates um, in one house, right? So it was like Sam's whole image was like I'm a humble guy and I don't live in a and I I drive a Corolla. You know, I'm I'm, I'm just a humble guy. But then you realize this guy lived at the top of one of the most expensive towers on the island, owned the whole like top floors with pools and whatever. And they just literally had a meth fueled sex orgy like all day long as as and then they were like, you know, basically girlfriend and boyfriend of boyfriend and girlfriend are all in charge of the company. Like everyone that's just like sucking each other off is making all these important decisions with billions and billions of dollars while they're getting high on meth. And they're and like and then you got like all this other weird stuff where it's like, who's a spy for Sam? Who's, you know what I mean? Like, who, who did this guy? What did this guy know? Who's Gary Wang? Is Gary Wang a, a real guy? Who's Dan Friedberg? Dan Friedberg was one of the guys in charge of FTX that came from Ultimate Bet, which is a site that did the God mode and backdooring as well. So this was all clearly planned from day one. Um, like, it's just, I, I it's insane. It's it, You couldn't put all this into one movie. <laughs> There's so much stuff. There should be a movie on it. It'd actually probably be a pretty good movie. And you got BitBoy and all these people chasing, looking, running around the island looking for Sam today, just clout chasing. Like, it's getting crazy out there, man. It's getting yeah, crazy. Yeah. What, what, what is going on with BitBoy? Because I, I saw you tagged him, but I, I didn't realize I didn't uh, know what was going on. He, he decided to start for content. This is all for content, in my opinion. Obviously, everyone's milking the FTX thing for all the content they can right now. And I, like, as a marketer, I can respect it. Um, but as like, Someone like if you're actually not there to beat the guy down when you see him, don't go there, right? Like that's just the way it is. Don't just go there recording. Ha ha, I'm here. Uh, that's dumb. But they're basically there hunting down Sam, running around FTX's properties, getting kicked off one by one by security guards and like golf carts with FTX branding on them and stuff. And it's just <laughs> like, and then they all go to dinner together and like it's just a nice little fun time. They're just all going there to do. They're bored, you know. Crypto's boring right now, technically. So people are just looking for stuff to do, but yeah, they're all they're all there's like 10, 10, 12 people look, running around looking for Sam on the islands. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Hell yeah! Um, uh, some of these crypto people just like are so annoying, dude. Um, and I think one of them I just can't stand. I can't stand uh, Pomp. I just can't stand it, dude. <laughs> Pomp. <laughs> yeah. He he was he was telling people to get into BlockFi. He was telling people that um, to yeah. get into FTX. Uh, I, I forget his exact words, but he he was like it prints money and all this yeah. shit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, bro. I I I, I used to think Pomp was like, like so. Again, I'm a marketer. I've been a marketer my whole life. I do web design, marketing, stuff like that. For, that was what I did a long time before crypto. So I can again, I can respect the hustle, right? But right, the problem with Pomp is the same problem a lot of these pro Bitcoin only guys have is that they've closed their mind to, to like technology. Like they think they're tech, like they think they're technology fans, but at the end of the day, they just want to be winners. Okay. So Palm's issue is this, he didn't put the work in to understand the technology to the level that his ego thinks he understands the technology. So that's led him to make bad business decisions such as, supporting a custodial like concept with cryptocurrency every single custodial concept ever created let me let me just be clear here every single custodial concept ever created for cryptocurrency 
is nothing more than a way to separate you from your cryptocurrency so that we can go backwards towards banking. That is it. There is no reason for the technology to exist the way it does today that people are coding these things in ways that gives the main actors access to all the money. That is called a Ponzi scheme. Mm -hmm. So for Pomp, for anybody, all these big guys that are going to sit here and play stupid, like, well, I trusted them because they were regulated, this, that, and the other, need to go back to crypto kindergarten because they list, they did not listen. They did not pay attention to any of the freaking lessons. And they want to sit here and act like Bitcoin good, Bitcoin good. Okay, I respect that. Bitcoin good. Now learn everything else so you can get to my level where I say maybe Bitcoin not so good. Because I was Bitcoin good before you existed in cryptocurrency. I was Bitcoin good while everyone else is over here telling me, use banking, use this, buy a house, invest in stocks. I was Bitcoin good, man. Now the people that want to live in the past want to act like they made this industry or they they were here shilling before this before everybody else or they knew everything and they they're smarter than everybody okay well you can't get mad when you act like that and then it all blows up in your face because you actually were being stupid like you just can't be mad and then you got like like peter mccormick did the same thing he's trying to defend himself saying a long time ago he said and don't get me wrong peter is a good guy i i can disagree with him on a lot of things but I think of all the maxi types, he's the best, you know, because he's willing to understand and take the feedback long term. He won't block you necessarily unless you're being rude about giving him shit over things that he's done wrong. Right. So he made a he made a, a post one day, two years ago, whatever, a year ago. And he said, I trust BlockFi more than I trust smart contracts. And the only reason he would say something so stupid is because it's part of what his camp thinks. Right. So he's trying to market to his camp. He's trying to. The reason all these guys took the BlockFi sponsorships because it was part of the camp. It, it came from the top down with like an Adam back. You know, Adam back's out here always defending Tether, defending BlockFi. Def and it's like, man, the guys that are all in charge of the Bitcoin industry still don't comprehend the value of custody. Clearly they don't because they're shilling custody list products to their like their people. And they're saying BlockFi is good. You know, you Tether's good. Don't use Bit like I don't get it, man. Like. It, it blows my mind. It has to be this this like ignorance based like team setup. You know, like I'm 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 a Lions fan. Therefore, my quarterback's better than your quarterback. It can't be anything different than that because it just I, that would mean that they're bad people, right? And mm -hmm. I don't think people are bad people. I mean, necessarily, they're just blinded to stuff. And like I would say, Pomp's Pomp's blinded. Like uh, again, he as a marketer, it's a certain mindset to to, to wake up every day. You know, like, you got to be on the hustle. But yeah, I don't I don't know how they can sit weird, there and right? be like, Bitcoin is is the only coin that matters when when there's all of this new great technology and it, it kind of feels like Bitcoin is just like this dinosaur with, with uh, yeah. like with, like even NFT with people layer are, two are better or whatever. Yeah, hundred percent. But even <clears throat> even NFT people get it better than the Bitcoin people because they're gonna Bitcoin people would make fun of the NFT guys like ha you're stupid and poor because you buy JPEGs. But those guys are on top of the self-custody, man. They do not give their NFTs to anybody. They only know how to self-custody everything. They don't use mm -hmm. exchanges. They only use decentralized options. That's the point of this whole industry. And I think those guys forgot this stuff. Like Bitcoin can become the bad guy. That is definitely possible. <laughs> it's debatable whether it is, obviously. But I mean, like it can become the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, it can be. I mean, um, 
you know, there are some blockstream conspiracy theories. I'm not exactly sure how. Um, I'm well vetted. I'm well vetted. <laughs> are you? What? Yeah. What's up with um? What's up with that? Then what's up with the, the whole blockstream? So the idea is stuff? is uh, the uh, it's it's one of the so earlier I mentioned like a multi prong attack from like some group like the CIA, right? So if mm-hmm. I was if I was super powerful man and I wanted to stop cryptocurrency, the way I would do it. Is I wouldn't even touch it at first. I would just let people think I'm I don't care. I'm too powerful, right? And then I would create a seventy-five thousand long list of everything I could do to get to undermine, to stop, to slow down, to corrupt, to whatever, you know. Attack, and then yeah. I would do as many of those things as I could consecutively for the next fifty years. Because you're not gonna win if you just give up after two years. You're not gonna win if you give up after ten years. The technology will always come back. It's like a virus, you know. And like, you can't just delete code. You can't delete math. You can't delete knowledge. It's already here. People, you can't get rid of the concept that created these things. What you can get rid of is the, is the energy, the, the people that love it, the people that want to build it. You can one by one, tire them out. You can burn them out. You can make them get old. You know, like all these things are, those are very successful. So Blockstream is probably, in my opinion, and a very, a lot of people, many people will agree with me. One of those options, fund the biggest development company for Bitcoin so that we control the code that goes in, which is so if, if we want to rewind just one sec, my definition of Bitcoin is actually more along the lines of cryptocurrency. For me, Bitcoin equals cryptocurrency. And I mean that literally the word Bitcoin literally equals the word cryptocurrency because the word Bitcoin with a capital B is a noun describing a product that is called Bitcoin. Right. But a lowercase Bitcoin was supposed to stand for not just one chain. It was supposed to be cryptocurrency all called Bitcoin. We were supposed to all be using Bitcoins and that what is supposed to use tokens and Ethereum and all that, all that stuff was supposed to be in Bitcoin. Why isn't it in Bitcoin? Because that when Vitalik and when other people came along with their code base, this elitism mindset had set in where, no, that's not what this is supposed to be. We're not going to add it, go away. So that was what, what it started as. And then I think the people that, that are on top of that group that yeah there's a lot of great devs in bitcoin core clearly that is not what i'm not saying what i'm saying is the people that are in charge of bitcoin core that that have that have fostered this mindset of we can't innovate are the same interests uh, and are funded by as well everyone knows this the same interests that would not want that to be the case they 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 want Bitcoin to be slow. They don't want it to get developed better and better and better and replace the financial ecosystem because everyone knows the word Bitcoin. Everyone knows the brand of Bitcoin. If that was to happen, if we had Ethereum within Bitcoin today, you know how much bigger the crypto industry would be? It would be times 10 of what it is today. We have set ourselves backwards with all this infighting and all this defining and like saying this is this isn't that. Yeah, tribalism of, of of technology where you're trying to tell people what Bitcoin is and what Bitcoin isn't, when in reality, Bitcoin is all of this stuff. So that's kind of what my point would be when I say something like that. But Bitcoin, the the product that you know of with the capital B, would, like, the only way you can really define it is the capital B, um, would be the the Bitcoin blockchain, right? So that is that I would I would say that that has been co-opted by Blockstream. I would say Blockstream is a and what what uh, is Blockstream? A bad actor. Yeah. Uh, Blockstream is the number one development company that is in charge of the the GitHub. So they're what, the ones that get why is that finalized. So, why is that so important just for our audience? Uh... So so the way that uh, development works in cryptocurrency space is there's not really just one guy that yeah, does whatever he wants. And, and, and not there's not one company that does whatever. They, it was supposed to be open source. And yeah, the, I say Blockstream's in charge of that process because they, they hold the keys to the, the GitHub and they have a very 
large amount of Bitcoin developers on their payroll. Um, it's more so it's not in a, a evil way, but more so in just an anti-development way. Like they are so scared to change things because of it, it, like maybe Bitcoin got too big too fast. I would I would probably agree with that, too, as well, because it is hard to change these systems at large. But also they are supposed to be baking in like the way Litecoin does it, for example, is kind of good. Like they, they understood they kind of stole the, the mindset from Bitcoin uh, OGs. You, we were supposed to test things on shit coins and then bake them into Bitcoin if they were proving amazing right which means like staking and all those things that are creating value for people there are sensible designs that can be implemented on top of bitcoin um like that's why that's we exactly, did evil that's exactly why i can't be a, a maxi because it's like we're supposed to have these other coins guys like yeah. we're supposed to be testing them on these coins but it's, and... it's supposed to be done in an open source way where everyone collaborates on the internet more or less right but it ended up being Blockstream is the most funded. We're going to hire all the smartest devs and we're going to make them believe what we believe. Yes, some of them don't play. Pol oh, this is the other problem. Most devs aren't political. You know, most devs, they just want to code, man. They don't want to deal with this shit. So they they check out. Everyone's burnt out from the politics side of Bitcoin. Everyone's so over it. Everyone's just like, dude, we just want to make some money at this point. The thing is, is we that's when we started losing. Like, we can't feel that way. We have to be angry. We have to be against the system in a way to create a better you can't be pro the status quo and get innovative ideas it's just not how that works you have to you have to identify problems to fix them it's just like logic right so what had happened long term is the blockstream sort of coalesced the group of people that were anti-politics they just wanted to code they 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 work on code all day long and they can lightning network's pretty cool right don't get me wrong the problem with this kind of stuff is it's designed in such a way that it's very pro-traditional finance and not very pro the people. Code that is created in an open source mindset with, with renegade developers is always going to be more pro the people than something created by well-funded banks that are interested in, you know, these are the same people that put a $2 fee on your ATM card when it doesn't need to exist. It's just there to get your money, right? The, what are the, What are they going to do? When you give them control of the code bases, they're going to start doing that shit again. And they're going to put a $2 fee for themselves, a $3 fee for themselves, a $1 fee for that one fee that that guy didn't get because he needs to get a $200,000 salary. When we need to be creating very lean, robust, scalable systems to replace people, we need less workers. We need more streamlined code bases that do everything for people so that we can move to a society where all the lazy people are allowed to be lazy because that's all they want to do anyways mm -hmm. which is what the code bases are supposed to do we don't need bloated systems like banks where there's like 89 people involved for you to get your money out like this doesn't need to be the thing and that's what's happened you may call and talk to your bank and you only talk to one person but there's 89 people behind that process already that got you that money how, how expensive is that you think you know that's that's why these infrastructure there's a reason jp morgan and all these other companies have started their own cryptocurrency things because it's going to tr trim trillions of dollars off of the waste of the planet. Like these systems are, you know, there's no need for drive money around. There's no need to do any of that stuff. There's no need for physical existent buildings to hold all this money. Like all these things are going away. It's just a matter of time. Now, the difference being, are we going to allow it to end up like the Chinese government or like some, you know, local peer to peer system that is more resembling of normal human trade? And those are the differences. So we're either going to get handed a system by JP Morgan that looks an awful lot like a bank, or we're going to make our own system that we approve of and it doesn't scam us all day long. And like that's the, the war, I think. that And Blockstream is definitely on the traditional finance side. And FTX is definitely on the traditional finance side. 
Um, but if you go use the, uh, you know, the secret Monero developer, this, that, the other Discord, those guys are all about not doing that stuff. They're trying to make new ways to create, to solve the problems, you know? And I think that that's the thing people disregard too much. So people like me who've been around long enough to see it, I'm angry. I'm 20, 24 hours a day. Crypto makes me mad. I ignore it, but it makes me mad because people are just giving, they're just taking what they got for granted so hard, you know, like it's crazy. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, it, it It's very crazy. What, um, now, Tell me about uh, like because I feel like I feel like I don't understand enough of the uh, layer two. I've had I've had personal issues with it myself, um, mm. and I've heard some people have had uh, transactions like not even go through um, or not even work on on Lightning Network. T t tell us about Lightning and, and your opinion on it. So I wouldn't even go so far as to say, does your transaction work? That's not the important part. Here's the important mm -hmm. part. From an aerial bird's eye point of view, when you are assimilating information into your brain, there are certain designs that are more efficient for you to understand and be able to like follow, you know, and there's other designs that are more like designed to confuse you and obfuscate things, meaning like, you know, maybe you won't understand it at a glance. Those are important because when you're talking about the topology of the Bitcoin network, there are two options here. There is a network that is very easy for you to Chinese up everything and track everyone. And there's a network design that makes it very expensive and, and not easy for the governments to do that. Right. So which one do you want for help for freedom? Probably the second one. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Lightning Network happens to be the first one. So Lightning Network is what's called a hub and spoke design. And there's a very visual a very good visual for this. If you're talking about tracking from a top-down point of view, when you're talking about Lightning Network, there's only like seven or eight nodes in that in that design of a Lightning Network. It, there's the main hub where all the information kind of you know goes in and out, and then there's all these other hubs on the outside where there's like parties that receive, and so it's like very very much a tree. You could just follow it, you know. Bitcoin, and like some, let's say you added. Like with with Devault uh, before Spock passed, he had uh, been working on automatic mixing. Bitcoin is 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 just a sending transactions publicly, right? So if you were to you can't have full privacy uh, on the Bitcoin network, I don't think, just because as a public network you need to be able to verify things. Um, you can have private networks, obviously, but I don't think the Bitcoin network can have full on-chain privacy like Monero. I don't think it would work because we would not know if the if like there'd be a lot of issues with it. But anyways, so having middle of the ground. Everyone can agree on something. What it would look like is is mixed privacy, like mostly private for you and I between each other. But obviously, the government, with all their resources in the world, if they really want to fuck, hunt down a terrorist, they'll be able to hunt down a terrorist like they want to, right? I think that's the media happy medium ground, and what that is is it's a mixing. So you're you're basically just putting as many transactions but, uh, between you and the privacy innovator as possible to make it more expensive on them. Bitcoin uh, with the Lightning Network concept has gone further and further away from trying to help you hide what's going on on the chain and more towards easy to access the information and hunt down who's who and, and where the money came from. Again, it's up to everyone to kind of have their own opinion on whether you know money laundering is real or not, or if it should be legal or if all this kind of stuff. But those are not conversations for unnecessarily, you know, one cryptocurrency thing. But um, there's a lot of logic to the fact that like, we need privacy. Otherwise, 
your all the mafia guys are going to be able to just track everybody, find them and kill them and take their money or whoever the guys, people that want to do you harm shouldn't have access to you in a, in a day to day setting and your finances. So you need to have some some kind of level of anti trackability with Bitcoin for it to do its job. I think with normal people peer to peer. Um, again, you're not going to be able to stop Uncle Sam from finding you, just like you can't stop them now because the internet is built the way it is. But the mafia shouldn't be able to do everything the government should do, or the local crackhead shouldn't have an easy access to your your open financial history. Um, but for some reason, the blockstream guys they're cool with that, and I wonder why. I mean, the banks are funding them. So do the banks have an interest in knowing where everyone's money's? Oh, wow. Okay, I think it makes sense now, right? Yeah, exactly. Say, it's all starting to make sense now. Yeah, yeah, it adds up. I mean, there's lots of information out there. There's way, way many, too, too many rabbit holes to go down in terms of, uh, you know, like all the who Satoshi is, if he's the CIA, all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I think we can all agree on on design topology is is a good conversation to have because um it's one of those things where it's not political it's one of those things where it's like should you be able to have some sort of privacy as an individual or not and i think that's where the conversation ends it doesn't go into the the, the cesspool which is what everyone avoids but at the end of the day all that stuff is what caused every, most of the stuff i just just explaining is what caused the whole bitcoin cash split so um, you can basically just look up the Bitcoin cash wars. And then um, there's a lot of people, and I, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with myself today uh, or, or my old self today about like Bitcoin cash is the real Bitcoin necessarily. Like clearly it's the real Bitcoin concept, but I, again, I'll go, I, I would refer back to my, what is Bitcoin earlier thing? Like it really, everyone's defi- definition of Bitcoin is different. And I think that's part of the, the culture war right now is we're trying to, as a society, agree on a definition of things. So it's very hard when you make up new words all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know what Bitcoin isn't and Bitcoin isn't a, a what'd you call it, a spoken hub system. So yeah, exactly. That's, that's not network. Bitcoin. Bitcoin is to me um, like a peer-to-peer cash network or as uh, Rafael Verde of Crypto Vigilante or, or Dollar Vigilante says it's a, a meritocracy of miners, right? Yeah, and um, exactly. So, uh, so yeah. But uh, wh- where do you see the future of of crypto? Like, like where do you where do you think we're headed? And um, it, does that differ from where you want to see it? Heading. Yeah, I think I think I think a long time ago I accepted the fact that we're not going down the path I I thought and I I hoped we would go down. Uh, also, there's something to be said about timelines. So like, the human experience is way different than the experience of a technology. Let's say you were a sentient AI or something, you would experience a thousand years completely differently than a human would experience fifty years. So, part of the thing is is maybe we're a bit impatient in our skin suits and like this is going to take a lot longer than we anticipated. So maybe I'm impatient on on the things happening in a certain you know span, but at the same time I do feel like we've gone down the dark road in terms of uh, forsaking the the things that made this whole th- this whole movement valuable. Um, there's a very large group of people, including the DeFi people, including the NFT people, including the Bitcoin people. Everybody, this is in the middle of everyone, that they just think it's it's just for money. You know, if they're just in it to make a buck and once they get that house that they want, they don't care what happens to cryptocurrency. Yeah. Number I think go that's, up, the, right? that's the problem. Those people, not to say those people are the problem, but that is the problem. If people don't care enough to respect uh, the other 
aspects of cryptocurrency that are going to help the world, they probably don't deserve the money in the first place. I think the money is supposed to go to, and I've always thought of crypto as like a wealth redistribution system because of how you can fork code and always create it, create money out of thin air basically. Um, but I've always kind of thought of crypto as a, uh, the money's supposed to go to the people that are going to help change the world. Like that's why all this stuff's supposed to die continually because the innovators are supposed to be the ones reaping the benefits. Because if you put an incentive structure up where the innovators reap the benefits, then we're going to actually innovate really fast, right? But if you but if you make that system all of a sudden reward every single rug pull and every single exchange and every single guy that wants to work with regulators, I think that system will die fast. Um, so does that mean that we reverse back to being the old system when that system dies? I don't know. I think we got to wait and see. Hopefully that we find our morals and our, our, our center. But at the end of the day, like it's not looking good uh, from a next 10 year perspective. Obviously there are tons of people in the industry that are very hardworking and very respectable developers. Um, and they're doing as much as they think they can do. But um, it, th there's something to, to the conversation of, are we going to be around for when this stuff kicks in, you know, like when the effects of cryptocurrency finally starts to show, because you look how long it took the internet 30 years or so for people to really be able to use it, you know, um, like we do now. And even now yeah. we wouldn't even call this the final stage, you know, so expect the cryptocurrency to operate a lot like that. Um, I think the hard part for cryptocurrency versus the internet is that the internet was already a captured thing. So they didn't have to fight the internet for control of the internet. They just already control it. You know, I think the, 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 part that is hard for them in, in cryptocurrency is that anybody can start a cryptocurrency you just got to know some code and they can't stop that they can come arrest you if your opsec's bad if they don't like you but they can't ever stop people from launching new code into the world so like even if they try it'll never work and that's the thing that's bullish for me i think long term in crypto but is that does that mean i'm more bullish on open source i mean i guess but crypto plus open source is it seems like a pretty unkillable thing. I just hope that it gets stronger. And I hope that, that the funding for those people, the right types of people is improved as opposed to the, the Uniswaps, the people that are in New York working, you know, like on things that they're just going to turn around and sell to the government. Um, those people need not be in incentivized anymore, but who has all the money, the banks who, where are they going to put the incentive? <laughs> like we said at the beginning, the exchanges mm -hmm. and the scammers you know <laughs> so it's exactly. it really comes down to how do the how do we the people that want to see cont contribute like the good contributions to cryptocurrency how do we start and i think gitcoin and things like gitcoin are very good steps in that direction um and uh hopefully there's a lot more of those things coming but i mean zk's all the zk stuff needs a lot of funding um, you know, we're going to have to reinvent the wheel another three or four times, especially with all the regulators trying to come out of nowhere with these dumb laws. Every time one of these guys creates a dumb law, you know what happens to the technology? It just has to change again. So that's another six months, a year to fixing that problem because we're just going to keep outracing these guys. They're going to keep trying to make regulations. Overnight, those regulations are going to become invalid. So how long does that take? 50 years? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, can you go into the the, the zk uh, snark stuff for our um, for our audience? The, the yeah, so zk's are the zero uh, knowledge proofs and stuff. Yeah, it's it's basically trapdoor design for uh, privacy design. So essentially, what that means is when you're using uh, cryptocurrencies, how it works now is I send a cryptocurrency to you, it goes from my wallet to your wallet, and that is very 
transparent thing with the zk technology the goal is that when i send that tra- when when i send that transaction to you instead of going straight to you it actually falls through a trap door into the abyss and then appears on your side again so there's no connection between the two you'd have to know both of our addresses to see something like that um and then i think when you add that to a ethereum type machines the the, con- the smart contracts and um, based on the solidity language and stuff like that, you start getting very powerful combinations that are not only better versions of traditional finance, but like they're more private, they're more um, trustable, they're more like uh, freedom oriented. Because the more privacy you inject into these technologies, the less the regulators are going to be able to make stupid laws to even attempt to watch the stuff. And that's not not to say I'm pro, you know, people being able to like avoid paying their fair share or whatever when that kind of stuff pops up. But it is to say um, those tools need to exist. If they exist for the elite now in a traditional finance, we damn sure better get access to them now in cryptocurrency. I don't care what kind of tool it is. If those guys had the access to the tools, we're evening up the, the playing field here. So that's kind of the yeah. name of the game. Absolutely. Yeah. And we definitely should. Um, you said solidity earlier. That's just like a, uh, that's the, an uh, engine the Ethereum to run language. code, right? Yeah, the yeah, it's language. like the programming language for uh, for Ethereum. Um, any ideas on the next big thing we had? Let's see, what do we have? We had the IPO phase. You guys actually want the, the alpha? I, I can give you the full alpha right now. <laughs> yeah. Go so for I it, found man. this. You you, you know. Uh, so <laughs> we heard we talked about Blockstream earlier. That we talked about Bitcoin Cash earlier, and then how they split. Uh, when. In 2016, there was three teams, uh, more than that, actually, but three main teams. There was Bitcoin Core, which is Blockstream. There's Bitcoin um, Unlimited, which is a, one of the dev teams for the original, like, scaling wars about uh, SHA scaling, like, proof-of-work scaling. And then there was, uh, like, Amari Sechit, his team, Bitcoin ABC, who ended up taking over and becoming the main development team for Bitcoin Cash. So Bitcoin Unlimited, just kind of hanging out in the middle over here, trying to do both things. Um, and then, like I was saying, is this goes on a long time. There's all these sort of political this. The devs get tired of the, po- the politics. So Bitcoin Unlimited being in the middle, they wanted to hold their Bitcoin because they still believe in Bitcoin, but they also believe in Bitcoin Cash and stuff like that. So they were thinking, okay, so what do we do now? We're kind of just hanging out in the middle here, trying to develop for everything, but nobody's like, we're not in charge. We're just kind of part of the part of the communities, you know. So and they got kind of bored of that putting all this code out and people not appreciating the scaling that they're putting out because they're they're pretty smart dudes, you know. Um, and they decided uh, six months ago to launch a new coin. So this is a Bitcoin fork, Bitcoin Cash fork, with multiple years of technology that they have been coding from cryptocurrency from tokens like Ethereum to specialized. Um, like proof of work additions to make the uh, proof of work more scalable with the hardware they're going to put out and a lot of research on, on how to do all of this type of stuff. They decided to put all of that into one new blockchain. It's called Nexa, nexa.org. I've been mining it with my CPU for like four months. So it's basically the same as, as Bitcoin code, but the difference is it's way better. It's like, it's like what Bitcoin could have been had we not started all that fighting crap, right? What's the um, uh, what's the ticker symbol just so that we know? There, so here's here's here, here's the kicker. It's not on any exchanges yet. This is the alpha, okay? Ah, uh, so yeah, you have to pretty is, much mine it to get you it. You have to mine it. You have to, GPU miners came out three days ago, so this is super alpha, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So nexa.org in the Discord, they teach you how to set it up. There's only two miners right now. There's the tax miner, which is this guy 
who has put his miner uh, up with his code base in it, but he's charging 50% block rewards. Or there's the open source one from the lead developer, who is uh, Andrew Stone. He's a pretty good, pretty good developer. You can Google him and stuff like that. And uh, and he uh, he doesn't do mining code, but he was like, God, you guys keep asking. I guess I'll, I'll quickly put a, a GPU miner together right now. So he rushed it out the other day so people would stop complaining. He's still trying to fix some of the bugs. It works, though. So you can get double, double the hash rate. You can get double the blocks without paying the guy, right? But you have to be good at setting up like miners kind of right now. So maybe next week, uh, it'll all be kind of more polished and stuff. And then by now, by then, hopefully this other guy, BZ Miner, will have his, it added to his because his is super click and open and it just works, right? But yeah, it's GPU mining right now. The cool thing is, is it's still Bitcoin. So it's still SHA-256. So it's still, you can, people can still use their Bitcoin miners. But um, the, the thing is, is it, it's a different algorithm. So they got to wait for that to work in the near future. So uh, it's going to be, a, it's like, They'll have their own ASICs like that, very similarly, but it won't be the, the Bitcoin miner itself. It'll be like a new version of it. So it's the same concept. And then they'll be selling it as hardware. So they're they're selling hardware to make money. They're not dumping coins. There's no pre-mined crap. It's none of this junk. You know, they're mining and they're selling hardware. That's They're, they're basically going to be, um, I forget the company name off the top of my head. but uh, Oh, so there's um, actually like a business model behind yes. the blockchain. Yeah, this is not, this is not some Bitcoin smart chain this is not some fucking ethereum token this is a real development team from 2016 who's been developing code for six seven years and they're just like okay i guess we got to start our own thing now because our thing bitcoin cash is slowly dying i mean in a what the you know upwards momentum mindset it's not it's not doing as well as they'd hoped uh, in terms of adoption and stuff yes it's great it's still slowly getting adopted but there are way bigger things that can be done with cryptocurrency than grinding out peer-to-peer -peer cash like that right so they've they've kind of tried to do that that where they just kind of create their better bitcoin which is a lot of what a lot of teams do but the difference being is these guys have peter risen peter risen is basically scaling gigabrain okay like he's the guy that's doing their hardcore research on how to scale proof of work he's not just cutting corners like the avalanches and the solanas putting in some validator nodes he's not doing the shortcut he's doing it the hard way so if this scales the way that they say it's going to scale it's not going to allow you to just mine the coin you're going to have to mine it by being a full node validator which is what the original goal satoshi's original goal was with with nodes there was never supposed to be a system where one company has seventy-five thousand nodes in a warehouse and i don't have any it was supposed to be everybody's putting nodes up all the time so if they nail this it could go very well backwards to just buy a miner and put it in your house and everyone's good to go. Yeah, obviously there's going to be the big businesses and stuff, but the difference is, is those miners are only so they're not helping scale the networks like Bitcoin mining and Bitcoin cash mining does not scale the network. It's more or less get rent seeking in form of mining. Yeah. And that's not to be disrespectful, but that's like at this point. Y'all aren't doing anything except for grinding out cash all day long. You know, it's supposed to, you're supposed to do a lot more than that as a miner. So hopefully that works. Um, cool thing about Nexa is, is that, like I said, it's like four months old, but uh, there's no exchanges or none of that yet. They're, they have a one-year roadmap right now, which is kind of in Q2 next year. They want to get on a big exchange. So that'll be the time when they start like uh, going for the coins or the Binances or whatever. But until then, people are mining, people are selling. It's super low-key. The more technical debt people can put between themselves and the and the people that are going to adopt these projects later on, generally speaking, that's how you find the profits. You want to be, you want to do the hard thing before the other people. You don't want to wait till it's easy because when it's easy, it's easy for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
So Next it's like getting into, it might be it's, like it's getting super cool. The, the people who, who mined Bitcoin at first when you couldn't even get it on an exchange, obviously Literally, we're the ones right who, now. It's like mining Bitcoin at three dollars right now. That's the value of this project. I see. Damn. Um. What. What what are the properties of the coin like? Like, what what are some of the 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 things that make the coin, you know? Uh, so I would say the number one thing is their uh, tokens. So it's basically Bitcoin with Ethereum built inside of it, more or less. The simple way to describe it, right? So obviously that's not so smart contracts and yes, uh, they're going to have their own version of smart contracts. It's not going to be Solidity, but yeah, there will be all those type of smart contracts available. What, do you know People what language be able to they build. use? Uh, it's 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 like it's a Bitcoin language, so I think it's agnostic in some way. A lot of C plus plus, I believe, but I can't. Don't quote me on that. The devs guys that know devs, they'll know kind of how to work with it. But it's essentially, it's not as easy as a, a Solidity contract because it's a more complicated language. But that's a good thing because that means you can do more complicated things. Right, right. Because with Solidity, it's like copy paste uh, option more or less about how many things this contract can do. You can obviously get funky with it, but um, I I believe you can do more with a with a, a contract um, long term because it'll be able to use the hardware and stuff like that too. So maybe there's some crazy like you know they had that Bitcoin computer a couple of years back. There's probably something you can do like that where it's like use this computer and it runs on the Bitcoin networks type of stuff as opposed to most smart contracts are just like more or less you know securities or or gambling tokens or stuff like that. That's that's what a lot of smart contracts on ethereum are mm-hmm. but mostly the same mostly the same for sure just different different uh language a little bit so they're gonna have to do a little bit more but i think well, the cool part well, uh mostly looks like there's only 21 tags. million of these things too so right now the there's an epoch system so it's so early that i think there's only like there's 21 trillion coins total so there's probably less than three percent of all the coins printed right now so it's one of those things where for the next four months, there's going to be a very high inflation rate. And that's why they don't really want to be on an exchange currently, because it's just going to slowly force prices downwards. But if you're mining, it, it doesn't matter because it's it's more about the percentage of the market cap that you own. It's less about the value of the today's price of the coin or tomorrow's price of the coin, because it's in a very high inflationary phase, mostly designed for distribution and mining. Yeah, you wouldn't even want it on an exchange if yeah, I mean, it's going to be on an exchange in like two days, a very small one, just because people keep asking and they want to trade. But I mean, the people that are like, any me, idea I, I just, on which, like which exchange it may? Any uh, it's going to be XXBitron, XEXBitron or something like that. XEXBitron, okay. Yeah, but you can, uh, the, the Discord is going to have obviously the announcements and there's a Telegram and a Matrix and um, there's the Paul, Paul's in charge of marketing and community stuff. So you'll see an announcement from Paul in terms of that. But I believe in like the next two days, they've already talked to the exchange and stuff. The guy was just out for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks, um, this coin does look interesting and, uh, I'll definitely have to go in. This is the first time I've heard about it actually. So yeah, it's uh, super low key. No one knows about it yet. So I made a I made a video like two weeks ago about it, just because I'm trying to tell people about it. Because the mine, some of the miners were being kind of selfish, and so my only response to that was, okay, fine. I guess we got to find more miners so you don't get as many coins to yourself. Because if you're getting less coins, <laughs> that means more people are probably going to sell, as opposed to if you this guy gets all the coins for three weeks and nobody's selling, we're all going to be paying these super high markup prices. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Don't don't piss off decentralized man. Like, <laughs> he didn't know, bro. He, he, he thought he was somebody. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, so you pretty much have to have a Shaw two fifty six to to mine this. No, no, no. You can use a... GPU right now. So any GPU, any uh, any graphics, graphics card. card. Yeah, yeah. That's the phase it's in now. So. Uh, later on, they will they won't you won't be able to use the SHA-256 miner, but they'll easily be able to update like and buy a new miner. Like the mining company will be able to use the SHA-256 miner to basically add the, for this algorithm. Because the only difference between the SHA-256 algorithm, which is the Bitcoin algorithm, and this new one is that they've added Schnorr signatures into it to force them to validate signatures, uh, something like that. Like I, I, I might get caught the description wrong, but essentially it adds a layer of validating to the miner as opposed to Bitcoin miners are just kind of hashing math all day long. Mm -hmm. and that would be the main difference, but that shouldn't be a big, a big update for the, for like the big mining companies like Bitmain to do. So I would fully expect once blocked stream, I mean, once a block uh, Bitcoin unlimited starts making their own hardware, that there will be a lot of competitors for those machines um, down the road. Yeah, absolutely. If, if I wanted to mine it, um where would i go to to find i out would wait a couple days for a guide everyone that's trying to mine right now is kind of either a professional or um is confused so if, if it's something where you need help um like me i i'm not setting up any miners right now because the open source code is kind of messy and people that have to they need to know how to use the command line properly and stuff like that right now but by this time next week or the week after at the latest i would expect a one click open uh miner situation where you can just download an exe open it and then start mining so oh, hopefully yeah, that's that how helps. it should be T yeah, today's that's, the, that's the easy way today's the 27th november 27th too so mm -hmm. just to, just so you guys know what, what date uh this episode might come out on the anywhere from the 29th to the second just depending on our um what, what else we've we've got in terms of podcast episodes but uh yeah cool so I'm I'm actually kind of excited for this thing myself. Um, it'll be interesting to see what it does. As is, what does their roadmap look like? Uh, is there do do they want privacy? Is there ways to get privacy? Um, what, uh, they're what more is the, focused on scaling and things like that. Scaling, so they just want like yeah. massive amounts of transactions and. Yeah, so I think the goal for them is to be able to hit 100,000 transactions per second. Um, that's kind of the number one thing they want to be able to do. Like, I know a lot of chains will say that, but from, from like, my buddy's a developer who told me about this, and he's a very good developer, and he would say that this is probably going to be one of the best attempts at scaling. So if that's the case, then, like, that is extremely bullish already because scaling is obviously the number one problem in crypto. Uh, that's why everyone's creating all these new systems all the time, uh, like Solana and all that stuff, is they're trying to create new versions of, of a blockchain that scale. Um, so if they can nail this, then it basically it's the it's the final missing piece of the Bitcoin puzzle, more or less. Right. Um, and well, not not the final. It's one of the pieces. Um, but <laughs> I, I think they as much as I like the team, as much as I like the, the Bitcoin Cash people and. And the people that have learned the lessons I have learned, there's still a lot of lessons to learn. And there is something to be said about you learn based, only based on where you swim. So these guys have been swimming in proof of work land for too long. So they might be too much in that rabbit hole. You know, they, they might have some things to learn from the tokenomics of, of the shit coiners, or they might have some things to learn from the privacy guys. So th th those lessons are all still to come. Um, but I do like that they, um, they've always been sort of on the right side of the technology. They've always been focused on the technology, not anything else. 
um, and I and they have a track record of producing very good code. So, I mean, it's not like they're just some new team. It's not like they need anybody's approval. <laughs> like they mm -hmm. they do what they want. They create the, the they they create the research. So, I mean, that they should be fine. Is there is there so there's going to be a set amount of these, or is there going to be like a, a twenty one trillion? Twenty one yeah, trillion 20, is the, this yep. capped, right? Mm -hmm. And, and I would say thirty percent of the coins will be out in the next year, or something like that. Thirty percent. Oh wow! Yeah. So, uh, and then how many were, were there? Any like uh, or four years? Were there, were there any pre-mined coins? No. So it's is very much like I said. These guys are very Bitcoin centric. So yes, everything no you would say is bad about a, a non-Bitcoin coin. They agree with you. Um, oh, yeah. They 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 are all about free markets and and free market competition. We even had some arguments about it in in the Discord already because of the miners, um, and I was I was kind of saying it's it's kind of screwed up that this guy's and the devs are like, hey bro, it's free market. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you guys could have had a miner out first. I'm just saying, you guys, <laughs> we don't need this guy <laughs> to have all the blocks this week. You know, we all want some blocks too, buddy. Um, yeah, but yeah, so this exactly. guy this guy had uh, created a GPU miner before everybody else, and then he uh, didn't share it. So it was kind of frustrating, but at the end of the day, we kind of we solved that problem a little bit. Um, and as long as soon as more, more people come, that problem is even more and more solved. It just needs more miners. Um, and like even right now, the, the OTC prices in the Discord have tripled in like three days. It's insane. It went from like a thousand per billion uh, to like thirty five hundred per billion. People are paying now. It's going back up, down, up, down. But like the faster the exchange listing comes, the better, because then we can actually get a good idea of current price. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this looks kind of like a a project where like you don't really have to invest anything in it. You don't have to put any nah, money really. into it. I don't recommend anybody buy like anything. Um, I've never, you know, given that financial advice, not financial advice, but um, but yeah, just one of those projects where it's like, well, let me see if I can mine some of this and you know, let, let me see what happens. It's gonna be I, I would call it a cool bet on the technology than anything. Yeah, and like like the community and the and the devs. How many um do you know what the dev team looks like? So yeah, the lead developer is Andrew Stone. Uh, he's he has lots of uh, Bitcoin improvement pr proposals on the Bitcoin Cash side of things. Um, a lot of them have been put in. I think his first uh, code push was like 2016 or something like that. That was accepted. So mm -hmm. like he has code in Bitcoin Cash. He has code in a lot of places um and then there is a couple other developers that aren't as popular off the top of my head because they like to just stay anonymous but there is like two or three other guys helping him and then there's peter risen who's the chief scientist he's one of the guys that was like key player in bitcoin cash scaling award all that kind of stuff all these guys are friends with roger veer and i'm sure he'll be along the way some point in the future pay attention to this project um he usually i'm I'm pretty sure he invests in the to most of this yeah like, they're like angel invest in everything mm -hmm. so so they'll definitely have they have plenty of money like they they don't need people's money um it, i think it, it, it's a very solid setup on from the team perspective and that's kind of been the thing that i've been telling people is one of the most exciting things about this is the industry is so like just flooded with actors and people that say they're so good and they're salesmen and and there's a lot, a lot less people that are just about their business, you know, and these guys are about their business. They fucking code all day long. They research all day long. This is their life. Um, so the fact that my buddy told me about this and I was like, holy crap, this is so early. It's just like I am half tempted to just do make stupid financial decisions at this point. That's how excited <laughs> I am. But like, I, I'm trying to stop myself, you know, I'm just trying to mine a little bit here and there. 
Um, and I'm trying to, you know, just kind of get what I can get uh, in, in the next four months with with very cheap, very like maybe a hundred dollars, three hundred dollar buy here and there is what I'm doing. But I'm not going to go and like bet bet everything on today's price because clearly there's a lot of coins to be printed. Clearly, that's an inflationary factor that people don't know. Generally, it's pretty dangerous to buy things where there's a large percentage of coins being added at the top of that every day because that percentage needs to be balanced out with selling. Um, so that's kind yeah. of why prices drop when people when people are early and stuff. But that's Supply okay. I know demand. I'm early. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm yeah. more I'm I'm more about the four month accumulation plan. And then uh, I'm thinking next year, mid next year, they'll get on a big exchange. It'll look good for me. Hopefully, I'll be able to make some profits at that point. Hopefully, I mean I don't know. But if it fails and blows up my face, I at least I'm betting on the teams I like. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, man, you you. I wasn't even expecting you to uh, to drop a project for me to look at. That's really cool. Yeah, you're going to do some research today. That's a good one. <laughs> it's worth the research. I've got some homework to do, man. So. If you go to uh, spec, S-P-E-C dot org, I think that has a lot of the more technical like uh, descriptions of the code bases and stuff. So you can see a lot of the, the, the links to the GitHubs and things that are important. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Looks like they're doing – let's see – it says the they're doing 783 transactions a day. Of course, they're not going to do a lot of transactions because they're a super new coin. They're probably. not even on exchange. There's only 720 like blocks a day, and it's probably yeah, just minor, so it's mining just like right minor now. Minor rewards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um, yeah, that's how alpha this project is. That's cool. So uh, you guys heard it here first. So uh, you know, if if you guys you know do end up big with this, um. You know, don't don't forget your boys at uh, Agarus Nexus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we do have. To, yeah, uh, if they need a deep dive too, links. I did a little uh, a little deep dive on my YouTube channel. That's like one of the three videos that's up there. So it's like an yeah, drop Nexa. a plug for that, man. Drop a plug. But it's for just that. it's just just type in decentralized on on YouTube. On It'll YouTube. Pop up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. With the Z, with the Z of yeah. Course, there's right? a Z. It's a Z at the end with no E. It was my actually the. The original username was supposed to be a joke about taking shortcuts to decentralization, but people don't get it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I took the e out of the end, trying to spell it wrong on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool, man. Well, that's really all the questions I have. Was there anything that uh, that you want to go over? Is there anything that you want to share with the with the audience and stuff? Hey, like I said earlier, it's it's accumulation zones. So in the next fucking four, six, 12 months of cryptocurrency, not even Nexa, not even anything specific, just it is a good time to be adding to your to a wallet. You want to be preparing for 2024. You're going to be preparing for 2025. You want to be researching things because knowledge is power. You know, you want to you want to do your best to position yourself now because every single time the bubbles crash like they have, they come back even bigger. And that's just the way the stuff works. So you yeah. get ready for a bigger bubble than last time, which means Bitcoin is definitely breaking 100,000. ETH is definitely breaking 10K. And that is my financial advice for the day. <laughs> Not financial advice, guys. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to... Come get me, IRS! SEC! SEC. <laughs> yeah, they'll all come down on me, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, sick, dude. Um, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on... Uh, it's you know always a blast. So, um, with hey, that man, said, I love hanging out with you guys. We yeah, gotta get, man. we gotta get, we gotta get uh people that aren't sick on the show. You know, exactly. Yeah, we gotta get Dag to Dag on here, Dag. and 
and uh we got to get jeremiah he's uh th- that's our new co-host one of our new co-hosts and then willie's our, our other one so but um but yeah man uh I, thanks for having I, me you, man it was always a good time you know yeah Love it. do you have any quotes you want to share with us any any quotes to top this by thing the with? blood even when the blood is your own oh man Great quote. Agor's next out. Starting inside. An instrument apart of Agor worldwide. Agor worldwide. Agor worldwide. Counter economics. Agorist strip. Black market click. Move a quick flip. Can't regulate this. Agorist strip. Black market click. Move a quick flip. Can't regulate this. 